It is a Friday edition of DNVR Bets Daily. RK, alongside my main man, Professor Dre, a.k.a. the math magician. Uh, <laughs> every loss really oh, makes God. you hate this nickname more, doesn't it? <laughs> sure does, sure does. And then you, you elongate it just for show that much more. It's just... <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm living in a in a prison of my own making is what it feels like at this point. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! I'm looking at your little set there. You have uh, one of my bobbleheads behind you. That Peter Forsberg one. That's mine. I have several people's bobbleheads. Yes, none of these right. bobbleheads are mine. A lot of these posters aren't mine. I believe there's a Clinton Portis. Oh, that's mine. Right. That's yours as well. Yep. Well, as you can see in here, Dre, I am uh, I'm having some 3.17 p.m. coffee. From the loudest cup of ice in the world, apparently. Yeah, why is it so loud? I'll set it, <laughs> I'll set it aside. Um, there's a reason for that. Because, you know what? Last night, I was up late. Mm. It got late on me. And around 2.45, when I couldn't sleep, the thought of the uh, the game that we had picked to go over in the first three and a half innings started to creep into my mind, and that did not help me going to sleep. What made it worse, though, is that it didn't start at the normal 3.30. It got delayed by 15 minutes, so that already set me back all the way to 3.45 before that uh, that one came on, and then I just had to watch the first three innings. And you know what? It's probably good that we didn't cover because I would have been so hyped if we did that I probably never would have gone to sleep. Um, unfortunately, a lot of missed opportunities for both offenses in the first three innings. And of course it wasn't until the fourth inning when the good old Doosan bears decided to wake up the bats, come out of hibernation, if you will, and uh, put up a four spot it just yeah. in that one inning alone so mm-hmm. we i i think we had the right side honestly we knew there was going to be early runs and it just it just didn't come in time for us yeah Doosan just didn't wake up early enough and then a, a canceled lg twins heroes game kind of uh crippled me as well because that was one of my four picks i'm sure that would have been an over but they cancel it. They don't make those games up in a double header or anything. We'll we'll have that tomorrow or what have you. At least we have eleven a.m. Ga- or eleven p.m. eleven p.m. games. Um, but yeah, so the Bears kind of ruined it. One and uh, one and two night for me. Yeah, it was one and two night for both of us. Unfortunately, we had another one run loss in the Dinos game. Um, I, I should also point out that the Tigers. They scored a run in the first inning. They had first and second zero outs with a run already in and didn't get another single run in. You know what I really have noticed is the biggest problem in the KBO, Andre? What's that? With the hitters. They have mm. no patience. They're always up there trying to, to hit home runs, which I respect. But they get in like 2-0 counts and just start swinging away. I'm like, please, take a pitch, please. Have so, you seen the hacks pitching at them, though? I mean, can you blame them for being aggressive? No, I, they can't throw strikes. So, yes, I can yeah. blame them for being aggressive. Like, just sit back and take your walk and let and trust your trust the guy behind you. 
Yeah, I hear you. I mean, there's a lot of undisciplined stuff. I was talking to the great Patrick Lyons yesterday, our Rockies beat reporter, and he was saying it's almost like Little League uh, baseball, some of the inconsistency and craziness that happens yeah. in the KBO. We had two errors in those first three innings that really should have helped us get that cover, and still, still nothing. What up, Mitch? How you doing? Uh, shout out to Denver and Broncos country. Amen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was a it was a tough loss. But then, of course, mm-hmm. Dusan goes ahead and gives us our one cover of the night uh, by single handedly covering yep. the over ten and a half that we had in that game. So, you know what? I'll take it, I guess. I'll take the one. The Twins would have evened things up for us. Yes. Or at least for me, because I just had the Twins. You were going to need both teams to uh, come to the party. But we'll get them back. We'll get yeah, them back. We we'll always back. do. It's the KBL. Big All weekend, right, too. Well, one sport that we both most mm. certainly have a winning record on is UFC. And yes. uh, while I didn't to take any picks in the Wednesday card. Um, we're still uh, positive overall here uh, yeah. on on UFC. So let's get into this big, big UFC weekend we have ahead of us. Yeah, this is a really exciting card. Do you want to start from work our way up or work our way from the top down? Because there's a, a lot to enjoy. Look at that. Your fans are coming in here from Italy. Huh. Huh. What can I say? Uh, shout out to Andrea there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love, I love the way you said that. Uh, let's start from the bottom up. So we'll start with Song okay. Yidong and Marlon Vera, not to be confused with Meredith Vieira. Yes, not to be confused. Two extremely light featherweights here. I am so tempted to go with Marlon Vera over the uh, favored Song Yadong. My problem here is Song Yadong gives me some real Drew Dober vibes. Mm. Compact. You know, he's going he's gonna to be the one advancing. He's really going to set the tone, keep a high pace. He's, uh, he's got the more dangerous fist, and Marlon Vera is going to want to do a little more grappling, a little more finesse. And really, my strategy going into this UFC weekend is let's take the guys who scare me the most. I don't want to have to sweat out three rounds of, you know, worrying if my wobbling uh, big <laughs> Big Ben is going to survive. And Big Ben was the more intimidating guy there. Um you know, I, I think that's the trick. You want to go with the baddest dude, and the baddest dude is Song Yadong. That's not an official pick for me, but just just my feeling. This 15-4 and four Chinese fighter who's like 22, which is ultra young in the UFC. Just too much talent to go again. He's the second biggest uh, favorite of this main card. Yeah, you know what I always say? You don't want to go against Song Yadong. <laughs> that's been a long standing <laughs> phrase right. of mine that's right you've said that for a long long time <laughs> oh boy uh, so i'm gonna ride with you on that one that's really the one of these that i don't really have a take on except for of course my lifelong uh phrase there that i just right. uh, that of i course. just told you that so, aside yes <laughs> yeah, that aside i don't really have an opinion except for yeah you don't want to go against your song you don't all right Let's move on to the second fight there on the main card. <laughs> you don't. You don't. Um, yeah, Christoph Yatko 
the Polish fighter here is favored over Eric Anders. Anders really intrigues me here. He's uh, an athletic guy, well-built. Uh, he'll kind of set the tone and come forward. I see the more dangerous, faster, more powerful hands in this matchup. Jocko, the better frame, uh, maybe the more complete fighter. I just, he doesn't scare me. Um, so I'm really hoping Anders can set the tone early or Anders, whatever. Um, and really make it so that this doesn't come down to a decision. A decision does scare me, but I like this plus 115. In going through all these and figuring all these out, Ryan, I did think the UFC must feel a little bit the way we do when we have a prop bet go through to DraftKings. Like, they're creating these matchups in ways that they think, like, yeah, I, I could see either one of these guys win. And obviously, some matchups are going to be more created for PR, media appeal. You might want to give the big name on the fight before a potential title fight an easier matchup. But for the most part, they're creating matchups here that they think are pretty even. And then Vegas is going to tell you who the favorites are. And maybe the UFC thinks, huh. I could see the upset going. And as we saw in the Wednesday night, those last three fights, the underdog won in all three, uh, Dober, then Big Ben, and uh, finally Glover Tickshare. So do not underestimate the underdogs, especially the ones with that knockout power. Also, the light underdogs. I really love yeah. the light underdogs yeah. in yeah. UFC, and I don't mean their weight. I mean, yes. they're just barely underdogs. Um, plus 130 is pretty good value here. You know, they think that really Joko nice. is going to win the fight here. But I, this is what this was one that I really liked. This is uh, my favorite underdog on the card, mm -hmm. I think. And so I am going Anders here too. And uh, I don't have a catchphrase for this one, but Anders oh, is the pick. Yeah, sorry about that. Anders for the <laughs> under. Um, <laughs> okay, the next fight I think is going to be really exciting. Dan Ig against Edson Barbosa. Barbosa, I was telling you after the Wednesday fight when you asked me for a quick little, a quick little teaser there, then um, I mentioned him, you know, everyone's favorite fighter. Barbosa has some of the greatest leg kicks. Uh, you don't expect anything he's throwing. He's just so fast with everything he's throwing. He is going down, though. He, he has been a ranked lightweight for the longest time. He's gone against the Tony Ferguson's, the Justin Gages. You know, you go down the top 10 in that, the best division in the sport. He's fought them all. He's fought them all close. He's just come up a little short against some of these bigger guys lately. But even his most recent fight, a, a loss and a decision to Paul Felder, he still held his own. I believe it was a split decision. So Edson Barbosa really should be a big favorite here. Thing is, he's going down from that 155 lightweight division to the 145 featherweight. And when guys go down and he's a chiseled body, he's not like, you know, the DeCastro fight. DeCastro is a guy they say, oh, well, you look at all that sloppy weight. He could easily go down from a heavyweight to a light heavyweight and then really be dangerous. Barbosa mm -hmm. chiseled. You look at him and it's like there's not one ounce of bad body fat on that man. How does he drop 10 pounds to make this weight for featherweight? That'll be really interesting. And that's the thing. When guys drop weight, they're going to be dehydrated. He's going to really have to hydrate well in the last 24 hours. 
And what people in the fight game tell you is where you really feel that loss of weight is that that shin, the ability to take punches, dies off a little bit. And so Barbosa is going to have to show some heart here. And I think he's going to have to be aggressive and really go to finish Dan Ig early. And he's got the tools to do that. Ig, great endurance. He's a, he's a guy who can last a long time. He, he'll set the tone a little too. Some deceptive power. He can grapple a little. Just doesn't scare me. Edson Barbosa scares me to death. I would have a really hard time picking against him. So I'm going with the favorite here in this, uh, the legendary Brazilian, who I really think could have a career renaissance in this new division. We just got to see it, right? Because there are big questions here. Well, I hope it doesn't just sound like I'm following you on everything. I'll pick the the uh, the main event first, so it doesn't sound like I'm picking everything you're picking. But I'm 100% with you on here. I want in on Edson Barboza. I want to I want to bet on him. Um, what did you think of um, of Phoenix Sun Leandro Barbosa? I liked him a lot. For a while, the fastest point guard in the entire NBA. That guy could go wire to wire in like two steps. You know, three dribbles. He was there to. For the layup, I just, you know, those Phoenix Suns, there was a special moment where all those guys were just like maxed out. And guys like Barbosa, I thought could be the future, never quite happened. Yeah, they they had that like interesting little rivalry with the Nuggets because they just kept mm-hmm. having amazing games. I specifically remember a triple overtime game with the Suns one year. Mm, yes. um, and I, I kind of didn't like the Suns because of that. Right. Uh, I was like anti Sotomayor and Nash because I they kept on beating the Nuggets, uh, but Barbosa was always one who was so fun to watch because he was so damn fast. Yeah. Yeah. and and that's kind of how Edson Barbosa is as well. Yes. Um, okay, we've got ladies on the card this time yeah. around, and I, I'll be completely honest, I've never even watched a women's UFC fight here before, so this will be interesting for me. I have absolutely no takes. On this fight between Claudia Gadella, 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 and Angela Hill, you will be in for a treat because oftentimes, especially these main card female fights, can be the absolute best as far as entertainment value. These guys are um, true warriors. It's, it's amazing how talented um, the even the ladies side of the UFC is. Claudia Gadella true veteran, a kind of a mainstay in the strawweight um, division for a long time. She's had title shots. Um, She's a force, man. She's, she's had main events. You know, she, she's a force. Angela Hills had a really nice run. I see this similar to the Ig Barbosa where Gadelia is going to set the tone. She's got more power. Angela Hill though, she can hang around. She's got great cardio, um, some deceptive power from her too. And she can grapple. I just think Gadelia's in a different category here, um, though Hill's a great story. Interesting. I have noticed while uh, Yadong Vera was tied as the biggest uh, underdog favorite of this card with Gadelia Hill, the the odds for that have gone down. The odds for Gadelia Hill have gone up in favor of Gadelia. Kind of see this similar to the Henry Cejudo pick last weekend. You know, I'm not going to take many minus 200s, but this seems like an easy pick for me. Again, I'm taking the the fighter that um, that scares me the most to go against. 
All right. Well, I'll definitely ride with you on that one. Uh, I'm excited to watch that. I, I really am. Oh, I've yeah. heard great things. I just obviously, yeah. you know, I'm just starting to get into my uh, my UFC world here. So excited for that one. And uh, that'll be a fun one to watch. Okay, that leads us to the oh. main event. Bro. Tell what me. a fight this is going to be against Alistair Overeem, another guy who trains out here at Elevation. So I'm, I'll instantly regret uh, betting, uh, picking against them because that hasn't worked out for me so far with guys like Drew Dober um, and Justin Gagey, of course, won us some nice money last Saturday. Uh, he's been a star in this division, in the, the world of mixed martial arts for when he was a kickboxing stud prior to joining the UFC now he's almost in his 40s, but he's still got it. He's got more of a patient approach. He scares me. Uh, Overeem has a lot of Glover Teixeira vibes where he's got the power himself, but he can take some punches. He's going to have a bit more of a patient approach, and he can take you to the ground or kick you and keep you at a distance too because he's got that length. Walt Harris, though, man, this dude might have the fastest hands in the entire heavyweight division. His last two um, fights have been like quick round one knockouts against high level guys. Um, he is so intriguing, kind of a lower to the ground kind of fighter doesn't have um, the height that an Overeem would have. And I love that. I just think he's going to be so compact. He's going to set the tone early on. And here's what's really interesting. Um, Adesanya, who's the, the champ in the middleweight division, one of the most interesting characters in all of UFC. I was hearing a clip of him and other fighters picking this fight and he picked Walt Harris and he was saying how um, Walt Harris tragically just in March, uh, his, his stepdaughter had gone missing. They found her dead a uh, victim of a shooting tragic, of course. And uh, he'll, he'll be back fighting for the first time. Now Adesanya was saying how early in his career um, he had lost his be best friend and went into a, a kickboxing tournament and his mentality going into that fight was absolutely fearless. And those of us who've, who've been in mourning, I, I can understand that completely. It kind of, it, it does give you a certain fearlessness, a certain like not caring about yourself as much. And Adesanya picked Harris exactly because of this, because he's a, that style of fighter with that style of mentality is scary, dude, like terrifying. Um, so that really put me over the top already Wednesday when we talked about this briefly. I was leaning towards Harris, who is the favorite despite being the lower ranked guy. Overeem, still a legend, still very tough to beat. Uh, but I'm going to double up, go with Harris and take the under one and a half rounds. Mm -hmm. I believe we're getting plus odds on that too. And it's just one of those where if I'm taking Harris, I think we also got to take the early knockout because that just sets up perfectly for him. Well, I was supposed to pick first on this last one, oh. and unfortunately, I am matching up with you again. Uh, I've, I mean, I'm, yeah. you know me. I'm an eye test guy when it comes to my picks here, and Wal Harris wins the eye test on this one. Um, Boy, does he have Doesn't he have like an old school boxer name? It's truly, yes. Like, he really Walt does. Harris fighting out of he Philadelphia. Really He's got yep. like white gloves, and yeah, I, I, I really love that about him. Great name. Yeah. Wins the eye test. Uh, and he's a beast. I mean, he's a beast. So I'm really excited for this card. Um, oh, yeah. 
I mean, I'm pretty much excited for any UFC card at this point now true. that I've become a, a, a crack true addict. Junkie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, and by crack, I mean the crack of someone punching another person. Uh, yes. that, that, that sound just it's, oh, it's pretty it's intense. Crazy. It's, it's crazy. A lot. It's definitely a lot. But once you get hooked, I don't know how you go back. Um, I know I did go favor heavy, so I've got an upset in the prelims, if you'll allow. You know I love underdogs. Uh, yes, Mara Romero Borello, um, or Borella ra rather, is fighting Courtney Casey. Borello, Romero Borello uh, is an Italian who whose name I'm butchering because I'm trying to I'm going back from Italian and English, and uh, my brains are crossing wires, and that's problematic. She's a former ranked fighter, you know, who's just hit a rough patch. That that happens. You get ranked, you you go against some tough competition, but you know against a uh, Courtney Casey, who's eight and seven on her career, you're, you're getting a an underdog here in Borella, who I'm not sure really deserves that status at plus one thirty. So I like that. That's a nice little underdog there. That's an early fight. You're getting the people on the couch early there. Four o'clock, it says. What else you got to do on this Saturday? Is that the first fight of the day? I think what it's fight? the second after Rodrigo Nascimento and Dante Mays. Mm, great name there too. Um, okay. All right. Well, I'll, I mean, heck, I might as well get to the couch by 4 p.m. I'm I sure think my so. girlfriend will love that. Uh, <laughs> I feel uh, like a small Saturday again. Yes. The one thing that I don't love about this card is I can't test out my new favorite UFC theory. Wait on me. You're going to say I'm crazy. They've been, they've said it before. People have said I'm crazy before. Dudes with big beards can take more punches to the face. Interesting theory. That's my new theory. That least. is my new theory. You think that helped Big Ben in that last fight? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I think that there's a... Just, I mean, you get a little padding on your face. What do you think happened to Rosenstrike's beard uh, once Nganu knocked him out cold? <laughs> Forgot about that one. <laughs> no, the problem with that one is the beard never had a chance to get to work. <laughs> the beard did not have a chance. You're right about that. You know, it, I'm talking about when the fights start to draw out a little bit. Mm. Those gloves just don't get through the beard quite as much. I hear you. I hear you. I, not no, you one don't. I'm ready to gamble on yet, but you know, my theory of take the underdog in the heavyweight fights, I, I did think long and hard about hard about Overeem, but at the end of the day, and to me, Walt Harris in a way is the underdog. He's the lesser known name. He's the lower ranked guy, but when you're, you're betting on the odds, he is getting the better odds. Yeah. Um, Overeem, there's something I really am starting to love about players or fighters who are uh, who utilize the kick? Yeah. I think it's an extremely underrated part yeah. of, of this sport. Sweet. And our guy uh, Jorgen De Castro last week was about to oh, win yeah. a fight with his legs, uh, which I don't think anyone was going to predict going into that fight. Right. And I just started to realize that fight like illuminated for me. I'm like, if you just take, if you start making that front leg weaker. That just, I mean, it's the, you know, the legs are the foundation of every sport, right. whether it's golf, football, mm -hmm. whatever. You start taking out someone's foundation, everything starts to fall apart above it. So that's one thing that worries me a little bit about yes. Overeem, despite yes. I like Harris. Like you said, you probably need it to be a kind of a quick fight mm -hmm. because 
if he starts getting those legs working and starts chopping him down, that's a bit worrisome. And that's the thing I was noticing in watching Overeem. Overeem and changing his strategy, being a little more patient, he's opened himself up to taking some pretty big punches early. And I think you do that with Walt Harris. It's a recipe for disaster. So that's why I really like Harris, and I like the under one and a half. And uh, once again, coming in from Italy, your people, although they're probably mad at you for mispronouncing that name earlier, and they want to see you get killed. It's It's probably true. It's probably true. Yeah. And we, what is this? A suggestion for the next live Andre versus Curtis plays one round, two minutes. If Andre survives two minutes, I don't <laughs> think so. How about we roll it down to 11 seconds. seconds? There you go. Can you run away Can from Andre run? For 11 seconds? Is there enough room for you to get away for 11 seconds? I think your best bet is blades taking pity on me in my dad bod running around. Um, and just letting up and letting me survive for 11 seconds. What if I were to tell you that in Blade's mind, you look like Nganu? <laughs> I highly doubt it. <laughs> I I, highly I'm just doubt saying, it. like, in this hypothetical scenario, he lines up, touches gloves with you. He thinks you're Nganu. Can you survive 11 seconds? Yes, because he thinks I'm in Ganu. And as <laughs> so Blades has told us, right, you got to get on your bike early against Nganu and not take that beating early on. So, yes, I do think that would be a huge advantage for me. Oh, man. Our our poor uh, our poor Rosenstrike last week didn't even – he couldn't he didn't even get to the garage to get the bike. No, he did not. He he like I don't know what he was thinking. He thought he he got two kicks on Nganu and he thought, oh, we're good. Here here it goes. And then he just got bull rushed. I swear Nganu landed one punch in that case. He did. That was it. He was full haymaker, full haymaker, miss, Brutal. miss, connection, game over. Brutal. I think it was uh oh god, who's the commentator who's like, oh, he's out out. He's out, out. That might have been Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was oh, that was rough. I think yeah. it was actually Cormier who mm. said that, but still, it was uh, that. Yeah. I'm mean, so excited. I can't believe it's already been a week. You know, oh, all amazing. of a sudden, you get in on KBO and UFC in the middle of the week. These weeks are moving faster for me. It's true. It's been amazing. I know we have company meetings and we're like, you yeah, know, sports coming back would be nice. To me, it, since starting bets, it doesn't even feel like uh, we haven't had sports back. And there was that stupid Washington Post article that came out that was like, quarantine has taught us that we don't, we need less sports, not more sports. I'm like, what are you talking about? I've already picked up two new sports. I got, I'm, I'm a KBO guy now. I love UFC. Right. Like, I've got room for more. Whatever else is out there, maybe I'm a Bundesliga guy after this weekend. I think so. Yeah, that didn't make much sense to to me either. I, to me, it's only proved the opposite though. Okay, so I was, I was, uh. Yes. Lining up with you on three of the four main card fights for my actual picks. Um, okay. And then I'll, I'll ride with you for fun on the other ones. But just just for the record's sake, and I believe Allie has the record for us from from back uh, behind the scenes somewhere, somehow. There it is. 15 and 12. Dre's 19 and 20. Um, and... Mm-hmm. We got a lot of chances to improve the record here this weekend, Dre. So how many picks are you down for on UFC? Okay, so I'm only... I'm not taking the Song Yadong. So I'm taking four from the main card plus the under one and a half. That's five. And I'm taking the prelim upset. That's six UFC picks. All right, six UFC 
picks for you. I've got three, although I, I'm tempted to, to follow my own advice here on Yadong. Uh, you know, but I'll think about it as we as we move on through here. Okay. Um, and speaking of dongs, let's move on to the KBO, uh, where the overs are starting to let us down a little bit here. But I, I believe something very strongly, Andre, which is when you find these trends, you can't expect them to work every day. And if you start abandoning them. When they go down, you're not going to be there when they come back up. That's exactly so. Right. You have to ride the entire wave here. So I, yes. you know, not to bury uh, bury the lead here, but I'm I'm sticking with KB overs, and I actually think they they were slow to react when they raised the numbers mm. on the KBO. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now it feels like they're kind of quick to react to lower them, because we're back down to LG at eight and a half. We got Lotte Giants at over nine. Uh, Deuce on Bears in action tonight, nine and a half. I'm like, wow, thank you guys. Obviously, there's probably you know some better pitchers on the mound here, but I don't see any of these teams cooling down. You still have Lotte, Dusan, and and uh, LG Twins are all still raking night in, night out. Yeah, totally. And I look at the ERAs. The Dinos are bringing out a guy with a five four. The Wyverns with a three. Bears with a nine, Tigers with a six ERA. KT Wiz, the winner of the day with a 15.75 ERA. So yeah, these pitchers don't scare me all that much. And I'm going back to my roots. Already Twins Heroes, which is a canceled game, which would be recouped. Uh, I'd already taken the over there, so no need to, to even mention that. But I'm I'm taking the overs across the board here. There's not one I don't like. Diving in for the full slate. Got Do you to think. Are you feeling a four out of five kind of night? I am. I sure am. I sure am. All right. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to be quite as liberal with my picks here. I've got three teams that I trust, and I'm getting in on all three of them. So okay. Lote over nine. Uh, LG Twins and, or Lote and Hanwha Eagles over nine. Uh, Kiwom and LG Twins over eight and a half. I feel like that's stealing. And Dusan Bears, Kia Tigers over nine and a half. I think you could see multiple of these teams um, cover yeah. the 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 total on their own. You know, Lotte, For sure. LG, and Dusan are all capable of putting up double digits from their own side every night. Only thing that scares me, Hanwha Eagles are putting out a pitcher with a 1-2 ERA, but against that Lotte offense, that really doesn't scare me that much. And it's a small sample size on these ERAs, as we found out yesterday. I wouldn't buy too much into it. Right. Who is that one or two starts for him? One. Okay, one start. And I assume it was against, let's see, Hanwha. Weren't, weren't they playing um, I can tell you right the, the Lions? I think that was a... Eagles Lions there like a like a Thanksgiving matchup. <laughs> yes. Yes, I think we did have that kind of Thanksgiving matchup. You are this game log's kind of wonky, so I'm having a hard time. Regardless. Yeah, no, that must be right though. Yeah. So, uh I'm going to go with all three of those that I feel good about and then 
I believe you have some soccer for us, and it's not the Faroe Islands. Oh, thank God. Goodbye, Faroe Islands. That was uh, it wasn't fun at all, but I farewell, Faroe. <laughs> yeah, I hated every moment of the bets I placed on you, and never want to think of you again. Um, yes, I I had my I had my people come out and and give me suggestions on the Bundesliga. Um, the big upset on the on the road that I'm ta- taking is Borussia Mönchengladbach. Um, if you have the line there and could spit that out for me, I would plus one forty three. Thank you. The app is having trouble for me uh, loading. Dortmund can, to win. Real quick, can you say the team name again that you're taking yeah, there? That I, upset. I, I, I doubt my pronunciation is great. I believe it's a Borussia Mönchengladbach. <laughs> There's a lot of letters there. Yeah. I feel like there's not enough syllables in You that. think I'm leaving some things out? We um, got M-O-N-C-H-E-N-G-L-A-D-B-A-C-H. That's like the whole alphabet. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Monkenglabach. Yeah, I, I do think there's more of a glabach uh, at the end. Uh, that's that's probably where I'm not, not doing a, a service here. Okay. Dortmund to win as well. Borussia Dortmund. I know that's a that's a favorite. Nothing nothing special there. We've got a derby here though, and we're taking. What's the over at for three and a half goals? Uh, you're talking about in the Dortmund game. Yeah. Let me yep, see yep. if I can get it for you. The over three and a half is plus one seventy. Beautiful. Give me that. Um, that's great value. And then I will take Dusseldorf to win and Leverkusen to win. Is that um, a Harry Potter house? Uh, no, I don't believe so. <laughs> uh, it's a mustard, isn't it? I think there's Dusseldorf which one? Dusseldorf. Mustard. Oh yeah, that could be. I mean, they're famous for their mustard. Oh, well, that would make sense. How come some of these teams have numbers in their name? Yeah, there's like Schalke 04 and Borussia Mönchengladbach. I I think the 04 is like it was started in 1904. Oh, okay. I think that's mostly. Paderborn 07. Uh, All right. That is confusing. Well, I've got no opinions whatsoever on Bundesliga except for... Where can we watch these games? Do you have any idea? I believe they're on Fox or FS1, and those will, for the most part, be either early morning or early afternoon. Right. We've got Munchengladbach at 10.30 a.m. That is beautiful. Nicely done. You, know, you, you watch the KBO. You stay up till about 2 a.m. watching that. You go to sleep. You wake up, and you have your coffee with Munchengladbach. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I've really missed getting up on a Sunday morning and like just putting on soccer in the background. I mean, or football on well, Saturday morning. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah 7.30 a.m. for that uh, Dortmund game might be a tough turnaround for me if I'm going to watch my twins tonight. It's going to be tough. But these are on Sunday, luckily, right? Oh, right. For the oh, most okay. part, at least. So. Oh, no, no, no. These are all tomorrow. Oh, shoot. Yeah, oh, these crazy. are all t- well, according to DraftKings, which is a trustworthy source. Wow. These are all tomorrow. Great. So there you go. You don't even have to wait. Hey, how about this for a bender? KBO, just watch watch the whole slate. That'll get you right up to seven thirty a.m. Watch the whole slate of Bundesliga. Then you go right into UFC uh, and 
as long as you have bets on and keep the heart racing, you probably won't even uh, get tired. Inject it into my veins. That sounds amazing. All right. I want to remind you guys to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a limited time. All new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. And when you use the code DNVR, you can get that sign-up bonus. Um, you must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match of each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires a 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And of course... If you have a gambling problem, and you might if you do that entire bender that I just talked about, yep. you should call 1-800-522-4700. All jokes aside, you know, uh, that's serious. If, if you feel like you're getting in a little too deep, uh, call them and they can help you out. But I'm super excited for this weekend, Andre. Big I think we got a lot of opportunities for wins. I think you have like 10 picks on the board, more than 10 picks on the board. Yeah. 10 I picks. Oh, right. It's like five KBO, six UFC, five Bundesliga. All right. Well, 16 things picks. Could, <laughs> things could go drastic, uh, drastically different for your record by the time we get here. People are going to wonder why you're participating in so much and I'm participating in so little. It's, it's, we've done this show for two weeks. You haven't even participated in that little. You've still made like 20 picks and 10 27. Shows. Yeah, 27 right. picks. Yeah, and 10 shows, that's a lot. And uh, I'm, I'm just uh, you know, an insane person. And I'll just be straight up with the listeners. I only I only say it on this show if I'm going to back it up on DraftKings. So uh, at least you can have that, that sort of confidence in me that I'm rolling with you. Even though I go light, it's because I'm I'm with you all, you know, every step of the way. I'm riding mm-hmm. and dying on every run. So with that, we're going to wrap it up for the week. On DNVR Bets Daily. Andre, thank you for all of your expertise and for laughing at my stupid jokes all week. Mm -hmm. Allie, thank you for producing the show from behind the scenes. And to all of you, thanks for riding with us. And we'll talk to you on Monday. 